Hey, Senda. Hey, Phil. I am feeling a lot to today um, about this game I just played. Like, I'm feeling it. Um, there's a word, right? What's the word I'm thinking of that's like about my feelings? About LARP the crush. I mean, yeah. <laughs> is there such thing as a podcast crush? Because I think I have one. Oh, man. I think there totally is, actually. There's like a parasocial thing. That's not what we're talking about. But no, I think what you actually mean. parasocial either. I was talking I, about you. Okay. <laughs> I, I think you mean bleed. <laughs> oh, yes. Bleed. That is the thing we're talking about. Cue music. Welcome to another fine episode of Pandas Talking Games. Uh, I'm one of your hosts who definitely has felt some bleed in more than one game I've run and played. My name's Phil. And I'm your other host, Senda. And I uh, I also do bleed in games and, and, and let's be honest, um, frequently play for bleed that falls into the categories of how I enjoy it, right? Word up. Yep. That's all right. Today's topic is not a listener topic. Today's topic is inspired by the trash fire discourse on Twitter. Um, If you if you're on Twitter, you know, everybody's been talking about bleed. Um, And we're going to be very clear here. We're not going to talk about what started that discourse, which was the content about an upcoming vampire um, source book. Um, There are better people and more knowledgeable people in the vampire space that are talking about specifically that content. Yeah, if you want to check out, um, Jacqueline Brick has been posting a bunch of things on TikTok about it. Um, and that is the direction that I would point people for the vampire specific stuff, right? As I said, better people are talking about the specifics of that content. What we want to talk about is the trash fire discourse of where people have been very hyperbolic about how bleed is bad. And That just, I know better than to jump into any discourse discussion, but I almost, almost started replying to stuff on my, on my phone. But here's the thing. When you have your own podcast, you don't have to tweet. You just get to use an episode. So today's here. Here's our soapbox. Just drag it out. Drag out the soapbox. Hop on up. Because we're going to talk about bleed. And I'm going to say this. We, while not experts, we are well versed in bleed. This has been a topic and a game design concept and a GMing topic that we as the Misdirected Mark Podcast Network have talked about for some time. You and I have designed a game that has a tremendous amount of bleed. In fact, intentionally uses bleed as a uh, part of the game, as a game mechanic. Yes, a required game mechanic, honestly, right? Exactly. And um, going through the Misdirected Mark archives in 2018, Misdirected Mark 305, we did an episode called Bleed 'em Good, where we brought on, and this person I would consider an expert in this, Alex, Alex Roberts. Alex Roberts. And had a whole talk about bleed. So jump back into the archive if you want to hear Chris, Bob, Uh, and I talking to Alex Roberts about Bleed, but we're going to give you our 2023 take on Bleed today. I have to jump in really quickly because A, Alex Roberts is a wonderful human who writes wonderful games, but on top of that, um, she's got a game that is being backed right now. It is the expansion for Starcrossed, which I think probably everybody knows that I adore that game a lot. Um, it's called Love Letters. It's the expansion. It lets you do all sorts of new cool stuff like triads. And I am so excited for it. And if you are interested in things like Bleed, games that do bleed in a hopefully positive way and... um or you know Alex Roberts and um, previous games um, that she's done, I would highly recommend that you check that out. It is on Backerkit, I believe, right now. We will have a 
um, a, a link in the show notes for you. But check that out. 100%. You can also, if you missed the original Starcrossed um, Kickstarter, you can get both at the same time as part of this backer kit deal. So, yep, seriously, which is check great. It out. Which is great. It's if you do great. not have it, it's a great way to get started. Yes. Um, Sorry, I had to say that. Yeah, by way so of excited. By way of disclosure, not that you and I have any financial ties to this, but you and I did um, play a playtest version of this uh, at Metatopia many, many, many years ago many before ago. it kick, before it kickstarted. So we do yeah. have a personal um, we do have a personal emotional stake in that game. Heck, you can still hear it on She's a Super Geek. That episode is still live. I believe, oh, yeah. having looked at it recently, it's somewhere in the early 70s. I, I want to say 72, but I'm kind of pulling that out of my butt. So please don't yell at me if I'm wrong. It's somewhere in that range. Um, you can still go listen to that. So if you're like, oh, I didn't get Starcrossed when it kickstarted and maybe I do want it or maybe I don't, you can go hear that. Um, at the time, it was called Tension. So just know that during that podcast, the name changed. Right. As as um, as things do often in design. It just happens. Yeah. Cool. All right. A little bit of housekeeping and then we're going to get to the uh, topic of bleed. Uh, we are nearing the end of the calendar year, which means we are getting ready for our winter hiatus where uh, we as podcasters hibernate for a few years or for a no, few weeks. It was like years. No. <laughs> Sorry. Correct myself for a few weeks. And then we reemerge in the new year, refreshed and revitalized to continue on uh, doing what we do. And so let me give you a rundown uh, where we are. So. Uh, you're listening to this episode. This episode will be um, the week of November 13th. There will be another episode the week after on the week of the 20th. That is the week leading into American Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, so if you're on your drive to your family's house and want a little, you know, a little escape, um, you can listen to us right before Thanksgiving. But we will not be recording that week because it's American Thanksgiving and uh, we will be doing family oriented things. So there will be no episode on the week of November 27th, the last week of November. So keep mark your calendars there. And then we're going to come back and do one more episode that will drop on the week of December 4th. And then we hibernate. Yes. Um, we hibernate. We enjoy the holidays. We drink hot chocolate and put up Christmas trees and go Christmas shopping and all of those amazing things because I fucking love Christmas. I think as many <laughs> of you know, fucking love. And I don't mean that satirically. I mean, if you know me, I love Christmas. Right? I'm like, not laughing like you're joking. <laughs> I'm laughing because I know how committed you are. <laughs> I will be baking my Christmas cookies, which we can talk about in the Bamboo Lounge. I will be mm -hmm. baking my Christmas cookies um, during those weeks when we're not recording. I'm going to um, I'm going to be watching Christmas movies and doing all that stuff anyway. Anyway, um, what will happen is we will uh, come out of hibernation. We will record an episode the first week of January, and that episode will drop uh, the week of January 8th. Now, we'll we'll post a few things and remind you guys, and we'll even drop in um, a little audio before we come back, just telling you that we're getting ready to record again and stuff like that. So you don't have to commit this to memory, but at some point, you're not going to get another episode like in December and don't think like, oh, no, they pod faded. No, we did not. We took a break. We, we like we, we, we did the hibernation. Yeah, we're we doing like the hibernation. to take time off. Yes. Yes. So we like to take a little time off during the holidays because it just gets kind of dicey. And in fact, I'm pretty sure as I say this to you and I'm not going to we won't have to go into this any further, but I'm pretty sure December, our normal date for recording, 100 percent knew it <laughs> on Christmas. No, what? the what, our last recording for the year is I have an event that afternoon. So we're either recording that evening or oh. we are recording on Sunday. But don't worry about it. We'll talk yeah, about okay. it later. We'll figure that out later. OK, cool. Anyway, right. you want to talk about some you want to talk about some hot take trash fire discourse? Yeah. But OK, I feel like we're we not going to actually talk about that. We're not going to actually talk about that. that. We're going to just talk about bleed. I'll right, talk about bleed. But, 
yes, I would like to talk about bleed, but I feel like we do have to call out just one thing, which is that we have to acknowledge that um, social media platforms with limited characters for writing messages are inevitable hot um, hotbeds for um, black and white takes on situations. And um, so he's looking at me like he doesn't agree, agree, but like it is inevitable, right? So um, I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm not calling anybody out, but we're going to disagree with a bunch of things that lack the nuance required to have some of these conversations. And I think our hope here is to inject some nuance into the thought processes if you've been seeing these hot takes. I'm going to be clear. Okay, you be clear. Because I read a bunch of this stuff. I avoided as much of it as possible. <laughs> Realistically, let, I avoided as I don't look at Twitter. Micro, micro blogging, which is what Twitter is, is not sure, yes. a good platform for nuance. Terrible. 100%. 100%. 100% terrible. Therefore, nuanced topics need to be talked about in very, framed in very specific terms. That's not how a lot of people were posting. Absolutely a lot of people not. were making some very absolute statements. Yep. And pretty much I can tell you with pretty good confidence that when people make absolute statements in role-playing games, minus one or two areas, I'm not going to get deep into this, but minus one or two areas, you are almost always um, wrong. Yeah. Right. If you say bleed is bad, I can argue that no, it's not. Right. That's what we're, we're, again, we're not talking about it today, but I'm just going to tell you that there is, you can be responsible when you tweet. <laughs> I have read some yes. very okay. irresponsible tweets in this last week. Yes. We have the fortune. I don't, I, I, fortune slash privilege to have our own podcast where we can talk about this in nuance and we can um, correct ourselves and things like that. I understand that's true. But before you jump on and hot take something, you can cut, you can say, this is a very complicated topic. I'm going to share one thought about one area of this dot, dot, dot. That's not how people treat that thing. That's why it's a dumpster fire. Anyway, are you ready to talk about some? Yeah, bleed? let's not talk about Taft Cat go. anymore. All right. <laughs> let's, um, let's start by defining bleed because I think that's going to do a lot. And again, yes. <laughs> hop up on my second soapbox here. Right. Most times... When people have really bad takes on the internet, I can almost always draw it back to bad definitions. Right. right? We are not talking about the same thing. Let's talk about a more nuanced definition of bleed. So, Senda, would you mind um, starting off with the base definition of bleed? Yeah. So the base definition of bleed comes from Emily Care Boss, a person that I truly and implicitly trust to write this definition, just to be clear, um, who she coined the term. And the definition is the overlap between player and character emotions, which may be positive, negative, or otherwise. Oh. I know, right? Right the there. Very right definition? there. Right there. It's in the definition. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> so, all right. So now, Right. Bleed is when the emotional state of either the character or player cross over to the other. That's like the like focus in on that piece. Right. The emotions are traveling between the persona that you are playing in the game and the person who you are. Now, there's direction to this. Bleed in is when the emotions of the player affects the character. OK, so. When your um, when your character is near death, and you as a player become uh, excited, anxious about what's happening, um, and then suddenly your character starts yelling or doing rash things, right? Because here's the secret, right? Your character does not have its own set of emotions, right? No, it has a construct of how you think it's going to have emotions, but what you but you are the puppet master, right? You are controlling your character. So sometimes in bleed in your personal emotional state hijacks the character construct of their, like of their emotions, right? Just I'm excited. Now my character is excited. Even if they shouldn't be, they are. Yeah. I mean, I think maybe, maybe a better word in just in this context is escalated, right? Because then we can say if you are in a heightened emotional state or an escalated emotional state, then that 
creeps sure. into your character. Yeah, I mean, this also you see this if somebody has a shitty day at work and they show up to the game and suddenly yeah. their character's grouchy. Oh, yeah, that's also true. Right? Yeah. That's bleed in, right? Your shitty day at work is it affecting your, your character. And there have been times, there have been times in my role-playing groups where we have chosen either to delay playing or not to play because somebody's uh, mood was so off that the bleed in of that would have um, negatively affected the game. Yeah. Not in an unsafe way. It just would have just been kind of like a downer on the game. Not, it wouldn't have, it would have made the game less fun. We'll get to safety in a second. Dot, dot, yeah, yeah, dot. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll get there. Don't worry. All this right. is us. We're going to talk about if safety. If there's a bleed in, Senda, what is bleed out? Yeah, bleed out is the opposite direction when the emotions of the character that the player is embodying um, end up impacting the player themselves. And and to be clear, it's not that your character has emotions, but it is the emotional response to the things that happen in the game as your character carry over to you as the player. Right. And I think from my personal perspective, a lot of that has to do with when I am leaning into how would I feel or react in the situation that this character is in? And I'm leaning into that because I enjoy putting myself into other situations and having the emotional escalation. Not all situations. Again, we're going to talk about safety in a little bit here, right? We're going to yep. get there. Everybody hold your horses. Yes. Um, <laughs> Give me an example for bleed out. Yeah. So if your character's lover um, broke up with your character, right? Or, I mean, that's a, if, if we're currently playing a scene in which we are lovers in character and we are breaking up. That is going to have an emotional impact probably on me personally, right? Um, it might it might hurt or um, or make me sad as a person beyond just the in-character part. Heck, yeah. I'm going to throw this out there. If you just want to hear an example of this, because I know that was actually really difficult for a lot of people to listen to. And there were some parts of it, I think, that were challenging for you and I to play through. Um, there is a back on She's a Super Geek. I'm just going to keep referencing that now. Um, and I can't tell you what episode is because I didn't know that I was going to reference it. Um, if you look up the game, the sky is gray and you are depressed. Holy cow. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of there was a lot of bleed in that game. There was a lot of bleed in that now, game. Yeah. And actually, you'll hear it in the game because yeah. um, one of the ways it manifests is there are some um, what I would say not uncomfortable with each other, but there is this uncomfortable laughter at times yes. because the emotions are running high and they're like venting in this way that like, we're just yeah. like, you know, oh, look at what's happening. Oh, like, yeah. like, oh, exactly. Right. Yes. 100%. Cool. All anyway. right. So bleed is the transfer of emotions in one direction or another between the events that happen to the character or the events that happen to the player and then crossing over to each other, right? Yeah. Okay. So because we're talking about emotions, we got to talk about a couple of other terms that are, are about emotions. Um, Want to just ping pong through these? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, first one is types, right? What kind of emotions are we talking about here? Is it discomfort? Is it envy? Is it anger? Is it happiness? Is it... um uh affection right yeah. like the connotation and the thing that was really getting me annoyed on um twitter was bleed had this connotation that it was bad emotions but i assure you all that you have had good emotional bleed from games I am not going to dive into this but i have a comment on that which also is from the twitter discourse which is Emotions are not inherently good or bad and do not, we don't have to assign moral values yes. to emotions, right? Like that's a therapy topic. So if you yes. need to dig into that, you know, find, by, find an appropriate person to dig into that with. But I'm going to call it cite, out here. By the way, I, I believe if, if I'm correct and correct, you can correct me if I'm wrong. But I believe you're re referring to James D'Amato's thread on, on Bleed, which was the best take, one, one of the best takes I read. So hats yeah, off to James D'Amato. It was person, a good thread. A person I expected who could make that discussion. 
well, as, as someone who has a lot of experience in acting and improv Correct. and all of that kind of stuff, I think he has a much broader view of bleed. It yep. wasn't actually in reference to that particular thread. It was literally in reference to my personal therapy sessions oh, sure. yes. in which I had to be taught that feeling anger doesn't, you know, isn't inherently bad, bad right? Like you don't yeah. have to suppress it because it exists. You are not a bad person for feeling angry. Um, and you know, about things or, you know, boundary breaking or whatever. Like, so I, that's the thing I'm calling out, right? Like yeah, that's good. we tend to interpret a number of emotions as bad. And maybe there are emotions that you don't enjoy feeling very much and emotions that you enjoy feeling more. And that is pertinent to bleed, right? Like I would rather feel yeah. a happy bleed than I would feel an angry bleed, right? But sure. inherently in and of themselves, just the emotions, not even talking about the bleed part, just the emotions mm -hmm. are, don't, do not have a moral value associated with a kind of emotion. Right. So type, just to bring us back onto that, yes. <laughs> type is one of the first things, right? What kind of emotion are we feeling? What's the next one? Yeah. Intensity. How strong is this emotion? Is it just like a little bit or is this like something that you, you, you know, is overwhelming to you or you can't, yeah. um, I, I want to say the word process, but we're going to get there. <laughs> yeah. We're going to get the process, right? So intensity, yeah. right? A little, big, a lot, a little, much small, whatever. Yes. Intensity. All right. Next one is comfort. How comfortable are we feeling these emotions in context, right? Somebody may not be comfortable um, if they suddenly start feeling um, affectionate emotions yeah. in a game, right? But might be perfectly fine with being angry, like as in, you know, oh, you have wronged my character. I shall, you know, like I shall seek my revenge and be angry, right? So sure. comfort um, is going to be, comfort is a factor. And then I'm going to make this more complex one after we define the. Sure. Oh, no. Actually, let me, let me make it complicated yeah. right now. Do it now. Um, when we talk about type intensity and comfort, those three things are not unilateral for um specific emotions, right? You may be very comfortable with a certain intensity of anger and uncomfortable with a lesser intensity of a different emotion, right? Like sure. it, yeah. there is like that, that thing is not broad strokes with paintbrushes. There is nuance in, there are certain emotions we are more comfortable dealing with than others. There are certain emotions we can handle more intensity than others. Okay. So just yeah. keep that in mind. Like yeah. we're talking about it in a kind of simple term, but that, that can get a little more complex. Okay. Last sure. term. Last term processing, which is the gradual reduction of emotional intensity as a combination of time, action, and reflection, right? Are you sure. doing something to help you express and acknowledge and validate that feeling so that you can move on from it? I'm going to ask you a quick question because sure. I know the answer to this. Sure. Um, and it's a thing that um, I sometimes ask you to do. Um, when you get very excited, there is a very simple action that sometimes you take that helps to quickly lower your emotions. Uh, yeah, there's I shake your hands, shake my hands because physical there are a number of uh, heightened emotional states that you can help clear um, the chemical reaction in your body with physical action because your body is like, there's a tiger chasing you. And so if you just sit there with all those chemicals flooding through you and all that adrenaline, you will just sit there in that heightened emotional state, um, which I don't like. So yeah, shaking hands is good. Um, physical motion in general are, helps me out have, a lot. There have been times when you've had very strong, positive emotions, like you are very yeah, excited stop, about something. Shake my hands, and yeah. I have said to you, I'll be like, hey, shake your hands. Shake your hands. Like shake it out. Shake it out. It's, it's good. literally a shake it out, right? Yeah. And sometimes I will be like, I'm too anxious about this thing. I have to go for a walk. Yes. I um I actually have a different processing mechanism for negative emotions, which is I go to sleep. Yes. If I yep. have too many negative emotions, you have a restart uh, button. I just shutdown. reboot. Yep. I just like I go lay down. I take a nap. Sometimes if I'm if it's really bad, I will have to put on um, I have a particular jazz artist, Denzel Sinclair, that I like to listen to. And I will put on um, his three albums 
I have a playlist for it and I will just put those on and then I will lay down and I will go to sleep. And sometimes it is hard to go to sleep. Like sometimes I have to actually work at it, but that combination tends to um, help me. It helps me process. Like I haven't actually solved any problems, but it lowers the intensity so that I can get to, I can do something about it. Right. Yeah. That you're okay. not just taking an action for the purposes of taking an action, flailing. With, with yeah. all of this talk of emotions and processing and intensity, clearly, if we're going to get into bleed hand in hand with it, we have to talk about safety. We have to. The right? whole reason that safety exists, I would posit. I haven't I haven't actually oh, thought this statement Just through. Don't even don't even couch it. J- jump in because I agree with you. Do yeah. It. The whole reason that safety exists is because bleed is inevitable. Love it. That is <laughs> you know? 100% true. 100% true. Because if I do something to your character in a game that violates safety, it is almost always because it will have bled into you. Yes. Yes. And there are topics Let out to you, I should say. There, there are topics and and types of content that are significantly more likely to have unpleasant or unsafe bleed for each of us as individuals. And that's why we do things like lines and veils and X card and consent uh-huh. is because that is what, what you are doing is drawing the boundaries around the things that will cause you harmful bleed. That's my girl. Okay. <laughs> that is exactly where I wanted to start. Uh, and I didn't even have fast. to, yeah. I, I didn't even have to flag you. That's exactly where I wanted to get to. So first of all, lines and veils is intensity and yes. type, yes. right? Because, because we, we line things that are just going to be too uncomfortable or too intense. We yes. veil things too lower the intensity. Yes. Right. We can handle an emotion up to a certain intensity. So we will veil it and not go any further. Yes. We can't, we can't handle this kind of thing. The emotions that are produced by this action, we will line that out. Yes. Okay. So the first level of safety tools, we've talked about this um, many, many times, but again, your lines and veils are building your boundary of play space. Right. You are defining the emotional landscape in which your characters want to be present. Yeah. Right. We know how high to go. We know when not to walk off. Like we know when to when we hit the wall, those kinds of things. Yes. Now, and we say this all the time. That's a great first level safety by building a box. Right. You've built your emotional landscape. You need two more things. I am still adamant about this. One. You need a way to revoke consent during play. You have right? to. You absolutely because have to. Sometimes you don't know. Sometimes, like back in session zero, when you said it was okay that this action, which produces a certain emotion, was okay, something between session zero and now has happened in your life and now it's not okay. Yes. Or so, the intensive the the response of the the bleed out that you get to that action is significantly more intense than you anticipated it to be. Correct. Right? Yep. So consent revoking is a bare minimum tool, right? You can't just have lines and veils. You you have to have at least lines and veils in an X card. But you and I are also fans. Let's take it one step further. Yep. We consent like- affirming. We like to be able to affirm consent in in a ritualized or mechanical way, right? Because you can yep. always just have a conversation with people and that's perfectly reasonable. And honestly, I think that's usually what we do. But sometimes when you have something out on the table that reminds you that you can do consent or that means that you can ask for consent without interrupting the flow of the game, because that will help people who um, are not comfortable necessarily breaking an in-character conversation to be like, is this okay? Right? You can have a consent confirming or a consent verification or a way to ask for consent before you do an action. However that looks for you, having that in the game. Yeah. Now, if you want to get more, um, if you want to get more granular, if you use something like the support flower, where the support flower has um, the green, yellow, and red, you can actually indicate like levels of intensity. Right. There are some pluses and minuses to the support flower. Like you have to be able to reach it. People have to be able to see it, that kind of thing. Um, Another one that we are a huge fan of is our OK check-in tool. 
Mm-hmm. Other people have also adapted this, but we have a tool called OK Check-In um, where we do a, um, we, we, we put up a thumbs up, right? I no, think that's if I'm... Oh, How is it's an okay, it's right? An it's okay the okay sign. to trigger. God, it's been forever since I, I used know, it. We haven't been playing um, Turning Point a lot recently. Correct. So is it's they, an it's, okay. Is everybody okay? Like it's the yep. okay sign. Thumbs up if I'm the okay. Thumbs up. Hand up. Hands up. Yep. Like For, slow, slow down. down. Like this intensity is good. Please don't push it any further. Yep. With the implication that if I give you a thumbs up, this intensity is good. And you can if go you want to push it a little further, go further. Yep. Thumbs down. I am not okay. I'm revoking consent. This is an X card. Thumbs down is the X card. And then we also have a wobble hand, which is I don't know. Which is like a thumbs down. Which you treat in game like a thumbs down. But it it gives people the opportunity to be like, I really don't know how to answer the question in this moment. Correct. In which case we put on our brakes and... Yeah, sometimes emotions are hard and bleed out can be hard. You might not be able to identify how you are feeling in that moment. And you might not be comfortable to give a thumbs down without identifying how you're feeling. And that's okay. So you get the bubble hand. The I don't know. (laughs) This makes me think we'll have to post um, our graphic of the OK check-in again. Yeah, probably. (laughs) I can make sure I get it too. Yeah, cool. Okay, cool. Now, all of that said, we have defined bleed. We have defined that safety must go hand in hand with bleed. Um, so we forgot one thing in safety. Sure. Right. After the game. Oh, thank you. Sorry. Good. No, you're it's okay. Right like, in the so notes. It's this right is, the notes. This Go is ahead, all the stuff that you're doing before and during the game. After the game, you are providing some kind of support or processing for the people that you participated in the game with. And, you know, if you're playing a game that didn't end up resolving in any sort of high bleed situation, that might be just like, yeah, that was awesome, guys. Let's maybe do some stars and wishes. Cool. And if it did result in higher bleed, then it may involve something more specific, um, in terms of support or comfort or whatever is kind of needed, some, you know, sugar, snacks, everybody get up and do a little dance, you know, D-roll in whatever way, etc. right? Whatever that looks like for your situation, take a moment after the game. Know mm-hmm. that you may need to provide support, especially if you've had high escalations in bleed out. Yeah. Yeah, and I've had, like, I mean, I've done formal like de-rolling and aftercare like turning point does and i've done stuff like the game's over and we're all just hanging out for another 20 minutes kind of talking about the game just chilling right yeah processing together yeah those options are available to like there's a range of how to do the support and processing after a game if you're playing something super intense um then having something more formal and in place is a good idea but even if you just like, even if you're like playing, like, let's just, let's just say, and I'm not picking on any system. So sure. let's just say you're playing like generic sci-fi game and emotional play is not part of your normal play, right? You're just playing your characters, playing game to game, yep. but you have like a really intense session about yep. something like you lose an NPC, like a major NPC or your ship gets destroyed or something like that. Yeah you still need to process those feelings. Like you can still have bleed from that. And so hanging out after the game, like not just packing up and leaving, yeah. hanging out after the game and talking about it is sometimes a great way to just process through and be like, hey, who are we like, how do, how's everybody feel about losing, you know, the ship or whatever? Or how does everybody feel about losing that, you know, that NPC or even a character, right? Like yeah. having that time to process is good and it can be informal like just sitting at the table or i like to when we're done at the table just move over to my living room and like just sit on the couches yeah, the comfy and couches. Like, chat comfy yeah. chairs yep Perfect. okay cool we're not yeah. here to do a whole safety thing but again we have done a bunch and you can always if you search for safety on the misdirected mark site you will see that i think almost every show on the network has done a safety episode at least one. But if you do have any specific questions about safety, by all means, when we get to the end of the show, we're going to tell you how to send them to us. We will happily talk more about it. Absolutely. We are very pro safety. In formal games, like where you are playing with bleed and things like that, as well as in just your casual home game. Yeah. I put safety in all of those things. Yeah. I'm like Gaston. I use antlers in all of my decorating. (laughs) I use safety in all of my gaming. (laughs) Something strikes me that Gaston's not a guy who would be using safety in his gaming. I feel like no. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't I don't feel like Gaston breaks out an X card for his game, right? I really don't anyway. think so. Okay, sorry. All right, let's let's now get to some of the questions where we can have our moment to take a shot at the nuance of um, <laughs> that Twitter lacks. Sure. Um, and let's just talk about like let's just talk about some of the questions. So is bleed bad? I mean, my take is no. No, my take is no as well, right? Bleed is not bad. I have had many a great feeling coming from games I've played. Absolutely. Bleed is neutral in the same way that emotions are neutral. Yes. It has the power, especially played with unsafely, to be harmful. But the fact of it existing in and of itself is not bad. And Try I not think to answer the next question. I, well, I just want <laughs> I, I need you to look at the questions no, as I say I just, them so you don't answer the next one. Well, so what I want to say is <laughs> I play a number of games and we have written a game um, specifically to generate consensual and safe, or, you know, we put a lot of boundaries around it, safe bleed, right? Yes. Because... I enjoy the experience of it. If I didn't enjoy it, I, A, wouldn't play those games. B, sure as heck wouldn't have written that game, right? Like, when you get into games that feel super personal, and whether that game is about dragons or happens to be really modern and very close to your personal experience, um, like, it can be so cathartic, right? And... I will just add one more thing onto the end of this. I also um, have an interest in the consideration of TTRPGs as a means of both social connection and collaboration, but also social practice, where it means that you get to kind of try on, um, you know, reactions, emotions, um, interactions in what is hopefully a safe environment for you to do that. And I think that Bleed is a large part of that, too. Sure. So I agree with you, right? Bleed's, bleed is inherently not bad. Bleed is bleed. Bleed is neutral. Bleed is okay. just bleed. Can bleed be harmful? Yes. That's a different question, right? That is a different question, right? A, Hence, nuance, right? Nuance, right? Can yes. bleed be harmful? I also agree. Yeah. The answer is yes. There are conditions under which it can occur. Absolutely. And everything that we talked about with safety... What you're really trying to do with safety is make sure that your bleed does not become harmful. That's the point. Correct. So in project management terms, safety, again, is most of the safety tools we talk about are mitigation, right? Yes. How can we lower or prevent something bad happening, right? So if bleed can be harmful, then our safety tools mitigate the chance that it will, right? If we are able to revoke consent before something happens, if we build boundaries that prevent the game from going into spaces that we know will be emotionally harmful, right? If those things are all true, then our safety tools have mitigated the chance that bleed can be harmful. Now, if you are playing with bleed, intentionally or unintentionally, and you have no safety tools, you have taken no action to mitigate. Again, not bad, but could you cause harm? Your chance of harm is higher than if you had mitigated it. Yes. And I think that to summarize, we are asking you to play responsibly with bleed. Yes. Be responsible. If you're going to play, if you're going to quote, play for bleed, then build your safety, build a safety system around it so that you can play in that space as safe as possible and so, and know what to do when like. So, all right, we've done this before. I'm going to mention it one more time. Do it again. Yeah. Mitigation and contingency, right? Mitigation lowers the chance that a bad thing can happen. Contingency is what you do when a bad thing happens. Right. So if you are going to purposely play for bleed. Right. And you have picked out which emotions you're going to play for bleed for. You need to have a safety system that mitigates the chance that something's going to go wrong. But you then better have as part of your safety system a contingency for what to do when something goes wrong. 
Yeah. Okay. Like you need to have both of those things in place. Now, if you are just playing your home generic sci-fi game where you're traveling from planet to planet, you just need some mitigation. The likelihood, right? The chance you're going to run into a major event is lower and maybe you have and maybe you don't have a contingency. Well, Mitigation will help you greatly in those in those cases. Yeah. I mean, the baseline contingency is basically open door policy. Stop. Right. Open door, right? Open door is the great contingency, right? right? When in doubt, jettison game, right? Yeah. Like just yourself <laughs> or the game leave. or whatever. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but and stop the game is a perfectly fine contingency if you yeah. don't want to write another contingency, right? If you're just like, wow, if we fuck up, let's just stop playing. Yeah. Like we'll figure out when to start playing again later, but we could just stop playing. Great stop. contingency. Yes. Yeah. Good in fact, in the absence of any other contingency, stop fucking playing. Yes. <laughs> Just for a little bit, get yourselves together stop. and then figure <laughs> it out. Okay. So anyway, all right. So that's that was our second question about can bleed be harmful? The answer is yes, but this all becomes back to safety, right? This is yeah. all about but, safety. You know, and yeah, I was just, I cook a lot and you cook a lot, right? And when we cook, we need a number of things to be able to do that. You have to have a stove that makes fiery heat death and you have to have knives that are sharp and evil. But the stove is not inherently bad and the knife is not inherently bad. If I use them incorrectly, they can cause harm. But as long as I'm doing them safely, putting a pan on, not putting my hand on a glowing hot burner, using a knife correctly and not chopping my fingers off, the chances that something goes wrong are very minimal. Yeah. And one of the reasons I didn't feel like I could speak to the vampire pages that were put up is it was a two page spread. What I need to see is what is the safety chapter that precedes or comes after this? I need to yeah. see the context because if you're if your page is like, hey, play for bleed and doesn't have any discussion about safety, that's grossly irresponsible. But if you're like, hey, we think playing for bleed is really cool. And now here's a whole chapter about how to set up an environment that makes that safe and what to do if something goes wrong. I'm less offended. And again, not making any context because I'm not an expert in what was written in that thing. And honestly, I didn't even read it very closely because I was more interested in the more interested in the discourse. But that's what hand in hand har bleed is harmful when it is not managed. Yeah, I um, will admit that I did read those two pages and without the context was also instantly enraged by yeah. the content of them. So I, I definitely understand the reaction that they're getting. Um, yeah. <laughs> just, I will I will again cite my favorite Ted Lasso quote ever, right? Be curious, be curious not, judgmental. not judgmental. Be curious. We, we don't know what the rest the, of that book looks ask like. Ask the so. questions. Be like, hey, I'm reading this and it seems very reckless. What is your safety around this what is your discussion anyway all right anyway, moving on. we're not going to talk about those pages so anyway when's bleed good because bleed is good or it, or fun or enjoyable is maybe let's even do a enjoyable word. when enjoyable. is bleed enjoyable yeah i when it is safe honestly yes, like that's an it, easy question right yes when it's safe and and part of that is um and i everyone's threshold for how much bleed is enjoyable for them what intensity level of bleed is enjoyable for them is going to be different and some people do not like playing with a lot of bleed and yes. that is totally okay yep. um i am pretty far down the spectrum but i definitely have some boundaries and borders around how much bleed i want to play for especially around certain topics, right? Yes. I mean, I abs everybody does, right? If you if you say you don't, I don't believe you. Um so for me, I really like playing for bleed and I find it generally very enjoyable. There are certainly areas and spaces in which I would not and in which it can be harmful for me. Have I accidentally crossed that line before and had to engage a contingency plan? Yeah, I have. Um, and it was intense and I, and again, I, you know, I wish I hadn't, but. And, and again, you're talking about somewhat intense and, and, and somewhat uncomfortable feelings. Yes. But I will tell you. I did it intentionally you, too, right? But I will tell you that if you get up from the table after slaying the dragon and you're high-fiving everyone and you're in a cheery mood on your way home and like maybe, you know, aren't aren't tired to go to bed because you're kind of jazzed up hyped. from the game you're playing. Yeah. Guess what? You That's bleed. bled out. Yeah. Like that is 
That is a positive. That is joy bleeding out into you. That yes. is. And we, you're enjoying that feeling, right? Isn't that yes. part of the reason that you're playing this game? Yes. So sometimes bleed is enjoyable. And yes, sometimes people who like bleed like to go plumb depths of murky or you know emotions and things like that people who play horror games like to be scared people who play romance games want to feel romantic things people who like to you know punch supervillains like to feel a sense of justice and accomplishment and things like that they're all feelings and you can have them bleed right out into you um and it's okay when it's safe i like that answer okay yeah um, I'm going to ask this question. I'm going to answer it myself. And then yeah. if you want to tack onto something, it's cool. fine. Why would someone say bleed is bad? I think this is when the connotation is that you are talking about bleed out and you are talking about emotions that typically have negative connotations Yes, that are intense, right? When you're saying like, oh, well, if you play this, you're going to go home and kill yourself, right? Yeah. Like, because that's bad. That would be um, super high intensity. Um feeling that you were not enjoying right correct um, i think i think that's why people say um that it's bad i don't think that's a very good um it's not nuanced it lacks a, it's, I, it, it's very reductive about what bleed yes. is and can be yeah it's a very simplistic look at at bleed um there are better ways to look at it but but Yes, I get why some people say that. I just disagree when they do. <laughs> like I'm but I don't disagree as in like you're flat out wrong, but I'm like you are not You're not talking about the same thing that I'm talking about. Yeah, you're talking about like the fucking mazes and monsters definition yes. um of yes. this, right? Yes. By the way, you youngins, if you have never seen oh Mazes and Monsters, what it's a, a terrible movie. movie. It's really bad. You should see anyway, because it is how in the early 80s, people perceived role-playing games. Yeah. Okay. Boy, no wonder parents were like not letting their children play it. They <laughs> like literally thought that it was going to make you clinically lose your mind. Psychotic, yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we got to talk about another one because bleed also has a connotation for players. But there is, I'm not even going to ask it as a question. There is such a thing as GM bleed. Of course there is. Yeah, I 100% as the GM who represents the world and the other characters in it and everything else, I am also subjected to bleed. Yes, there was a game that I was really thinking about for a little while that I think eventually, like after many iterations away from the original idea, turned into at least parts of the dice stacking game. Um yeah. No, right. Over years of iteration. Right. Um, there was a game that was rumbling around in my head that I did not write because I could not. And you you said this to me and I was like, wow, you're right. I could not envision a way that I could keep the facilitator of that game safe. Yeah. Right. I could not imagine a way that I couldn't that, that would not be in a bleed sense, harmful to the person running that game. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I can't write this. Yep. <laughs> I can't GM write this game. is 100%. Game. I will tell you that in a few weeks, um, I forget what the, um, I forget how many Misdirected Mark episodes have to come out, but it will, it will be after this. <laughs> it will be after this recording. Uh, in the Children of the Shroud game, there is, an, there is an episode. <laughs> um that unless Chris cuts it out, so I will tell you what actually, I'm not going to tell you the events, but it gets really tense in the game. Like it gets really um, anxious, excited, tense as the um, tension of what's happening is rising. Yeah. And there is a moment where I'm on mics where we are getting, like we are transitioning between scenes and I am like, whew, I pat my chest and I'm like, whew, can you feel that? I'm like, cause I am, and I say, I'm like, I am a little worked up right now. Right. Because I am definitely having bleed out from yeah. the tension that is going on at the table. Right. Yeah. And I'm feeling it. Like I felt it in my chest, right. My heart's beating. Um, I was warm. Like, I mean, I was having the fight or flight response Yeah, and it was fine. Like, I was very okay with it and I was checking in, right? 
yep. safety wise, right? I was checking in with everyone else because I could see it in Bob. Yep. Right. I could see it in Bob's face as well. Um, we had our safety tools out. If you listen to Children of Shroud, I announce our safety tools at every game. Right. Yeah. We had our tools out and we we're, you know, ready to mitigate. But I just did a quick check and I was like, oh, you guys feeling that? Because like I'm feeling it. You guys good? And then like we started the next scene. But it happens to GMs like it, we we often call it. If you look on Gnome Stew, I have called it in the past GM high. Yeah. But it's a bleed out from what happens in the game. Yeah. So it happens to GMs as well. It is not just a player. Bleed is not just a player thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, the GM is a player too. We also Correct. say that. There you go. It's not a character thing. It's not a character thing. All right, cool. Yeah. I, I wanted to do some examples, specific examples of bleed, but I'm honestly, other than the one I just mentioned, we probably need to stop if we're going to cap this episode at a reasonable yeah, time. Goodness. Once we again, could, we could just go for eons on bleed examples. We have so many. I just... I know you've never watched <laughs> professional wrestling before, but like when I saw that tweet storm, that discourse start up on Twitter, like I feel like we're coming from the back, like ready to run into the ring. like <laughs> Because this, this is like, our, like this is a thing that like we are by no means slouches at. Like we have spent a lot of time lot and of thought time in this space. And consideration and thought, both in the safety that goes with it, how to do it in an enjoyable way. And then by literally discovering that our game required it to function, yes. then like built in specific <laughs> connection points to try to make it happen. Yeah. Um, yes. yeah. Yeah. So for people to, for people, as we're wrapping this up for, for me to click onto Twitter and people will be like, bleed, bleed is, is toxic, horrible, bad bleed disaster. A, yeah. You should never do it. Yeah. I was like, Ooh. I was like, here I come. Like, <laughs> I can't even, I can't even write this down. I won't be able one, I won't be able to write this down calmly in the moment. Right. No, no. I needed a couple days Definitely to cool off. And even, it. even that, if you're listening to us, I think you can hear both of us are excited while we're, we're talking about this topic. Definitely a little escalated about it. It is definitely a topic that I think we both have some strong feelings about. I have strong feelings about this and I'm going to posit something and I'm going to try to do this safely <laughs> on, the, okay. on the mic. Here we go. <laughs> I feel strongly about this because this overlaps with another area of our life yeah. that also gets a very bad reputation <sighs> that also, if done with, with safety, um, can be um, an incredibly fun experience that requires boundaries, consent, affirming, consent, revoking, um, and also generates a lot of emotions. Is that fair to say? Yes. Yeah. Yes. No, I felt, so, I felt myself kind of walk right up to that a couple of times and walked <laughs> yes, away from it right? too. So well said. Yeah, because, and so I think part of the issue is, and part of the reason I feel so strongly about this is because yeah. when you say it here, I I have heard it here and in the other part of our life. And I'm yes. like, it is, it is like- feel really strongly about it in both places because Correct. I want people to calm down and let people do the stuff they enjoy. Yes. And I also want everybody to be safe and yes. healthy and happy. There it is. Right? Thank you. Good. I'm glad I was able to just kind of, yes, great. <laughs> okay. Awesome. What color are you? I, I'm green. Okay. Me too. Okay. Me too. Cool. All right. I would like to continue, but we actually have to wrap the show we up. We do actually have to wrap okay. the show up. I'm getting hungry. <laughs> yes, very good. Okay. Um, anyway, um, that's our take on Bleed. I hope it is more nuanced. I feel like it was more nuanced than the um, Twitter discourse. Um, I hope if, you know, that you encounter this, um, if you're a regular listener, none of this should surprise you. If you are a new listener who bumped into this because we were talking about it and you're like, hey, these guys aren't too terrible. We have a whole bunch of past episodes. Like, knock yourselves out. We talk about stuff like this a bunch. Um, and it is kind of the fabric of the foundation of how we play games, how we design games. So um, you're welcome to it. If you want to ask us more questions about bleed, about safety, about anything that we talked about, we're going to tell you in just a moment how we do that. We are happy to continue this discussion with more, more episodes um, because that's what we do here. Cool. Send to tell me about another show 
on the Mr. Mark Network. Yeah. On Thacka with Advantage, Ange and Jared love talking about RPGs and D&D. Together, they share insights into the games they're running in the campaign journal and then tackle a variety of topics that affect the game in the DMs and the workshop. Phil is shaking his hands because we both got very escalated about this topic and it's making me giggle at him because I'm being distracted. So... You could be listening to Thacko with Advantage, where you might even pick up an ancient D&D factoid about a previous edition of the game that you will never use. Where is the one source of truth <laughs> the one to finding us on the internet? Uh, it is misdirectedmark.com slash panda, where you can find uh, links to all of our social media, our email address, um, every place that we are on the internet, and our personal social media as well. If you prefer the personals to the show or want everything, awesome. That's fine. It has everything. Once yeah. they find that location, again, it's misdirectedmark.com slash panda. Phil, what can they do with it? Uh-huh. Yes. Um, send us a question, a topic, something you would like us to discuss. Like I said, if um, if you heard something here and you're like, you know what, could you guys explain that further? Send it to us. We will happily uh, dive into it. And if it's not related to any of this, by all means, send us whatever your questions are about GMing, playing or whatever. Um, we will happily answer those as well. Um, that's the whole purpose of the show. Our our sole purpose here is to help you play more better games um, for the very simple formula that the more better games you run, the more games you will run, the more fun you will have and the longer you'll stay in this hobby. And you will then extract the benefits of being in this hobby. That is what we're here for. Um, so send it to us. We will apply our decades of GMing knowledge, GMing advice knowledge, and game design knowledge to your questions. Yes, indeed. Cool. Uh, if you like what we do here elsewhere on the Misdirected Mark Network, consider supporting our Patreon campaign. Go to patreon.com slash MMP. Patrons get access to the Slack Room for Life. It is a fantastic community um, full of lovely people talking about all sorts of things. There are many different rooms, many different topics. You can talk about role-playing stuff. You can talk about contemporary stuff. There is a cooking place. Like, there's a little bit of everything. You can join us on our Friday luncheons. Um, I'd like to tell you they're role-playing related. They're role-playing adjacent. Sometimes we talk sometimes about role-playing role stuff. Related. And sometimes we just talk about what's going on in our lives because we are also people yeah. like who have lives and, you know, we're pretty close to each other. So sometimes we just talk about those things. Anyway, um, there's those things. There's access um, to various uh, things like there's our designer level where you can get access to things that we're making. There's access to our content level, which is things like um, the Children of the Shroud material in case you want to, you know, have your own magical cortex game. Like you can you, know, you, you can use our rules. It's good. Um, yeah, you play our game. Anyway, um, there's all that stuff. So if you're a patron um, already, thank you very much. Your continued support makes all of this possible, and we appreciate that greatly. Um, if you are not a patron, um, consider joining. And if you can't join, we totally understand. There's a thing you can still do that helps us out immensely. And in terms of today's topic, it might be really good. I'm going to ask you for one more favor, which is maybe just post this out for us <laughs> yeah. maybe just this particular episode this, like this exact one if maybe. you liked what we had to say mm -hmm. and you wanted to add us to your discourse please link our episode yeah okay yep. But, but but go ahead. What is the rest of that thing? Sunday? The rest of that is that you can leave us a rating or review on the podcatcher of your choice, or you can just tell a friend um, if this is the kind of stuff that it might be someone's jam or someone is doing the thing where they post on social media of whatever kind and say, I'm looking for a, an RPG podcast, but not an actual play. Awesome. Here we are. We're system agnostic and we talk about this kind of stuff a lot. Anyway. So if that sounds like the kind of thing that someone be into, let them know. We really appreciate it. It absolutely gets us um, in contact with more people, which we love, because at some point we'll have answered everybody's questions. We have to keep generating new <laughs> listeners so that we generate new questions so that we generate new content. Like, that's how it works. You have to spread the word. Otherwise, the topic well will run dry. Right? Yes, it, it is never yet. You have never failed us. So we have great faith in you to yeah. keep this going. Yeah, keep it going. It's perfect. Awesome. Cool. All right. Say send up. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, I don't know if I have a good question about this. <laughs> That's um, really okay. We could just oh, end the show. Say, Senda, what kind of feelings would you like to explore in our next um, Long Live the Queen game? Oh, my. This show is a joint production of She's a Super Geek and Misdirected Mark Productions, the media arm of Encoded Designs. Bloopy! Clicky, clicky, clicky. It did the click. It did the waveforms. Okay, looks good. I got waveforms. Waveforms. <laughs> okay, let's and do. <laughs> Since you have lunch on the line here, let's uh, let's <laughs> be prompt. Be let's be, be prompt about this. Okay, I'll be hungry. Here we go. Bloop. Alrighty, here we go. The no, the show, the. Okay. Wow! <laughs> wow! That is wow! That is some old school That is memes. some pandemic fucking uh, <laughs> doom scrolling memories right there. Wow! That, that's exactly where that one hits. Like that hits in the Sorry. existential dread. <laughs> no, it's not your fault. It's just the um. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's it's just you know where it is like that that's the time frame in which i associate that sound yeah cool okay good right Alrighty. we got some counting Here we go. all right let's, let's some... do our counting and our background noise yeah 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 Bloop. i forgot to start counting when we finished our count yeah, so i hope that was about right <laughs> it, it seems like enough okay i usually count to 12 because right. oh, no 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 we're sorry hey, you want to eat let's yeah. record good okay <laughs> Wow, our opening went off the rails. It's okay, we can have a mutual podcast crush. Bloop. Yeah, this is this is the whoa, one whoa, I think. Whoa, whoa, don't say yeah. Like no, no, uh, no. That was a that was like a that was like a Midwest yeah. Like oh. and I'm starting a sentence yeah. Let's that wasn't an agreement. Try that, that again. That's terrible. No. Okay. It sounded terrible. Ready. <laughs> Ryan, can you fix this, please? Hang on. Now I have to write down a timestamp. Yes, because that sounded terrible. Okay. Bloop. Show me what you got. Show, Show me, me what, what you got. got. Show me what you got. Show me what you got. I'm not going to answer that question. No, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me later.